Welcome back to the Power on Players Corner, the only podcast for and by players. I'm your host, Mike Smith, and this is our sixth and final episode of season one, and season two will start in a few weeks. If you like today's show, hit that like and subscribe button. We are streaming on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and a video recording on the Power Arm Performance Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram at PowerArm underscore baseball. Today's guest is the newest member of the San Francisco Giants and the 144th overall draft pick in the 2020 MLB draft, Ryan Murphy. Murph, thanks for being on the show. Mike Smith, thanks for having me, man. All right, let's, uh, let's jump right in. Why don't you tell everyone um, what, what school you went to, uh, your position, all that stuff. Yeah, so I went to Lemoyne College in Syracuse. Uh, I'm a right-handed pitcher, and I uh, play for the San Francisco Giants now. <laughs> um, how have you kind of been training during quarantine? Yeah, so that that's been you know it's it's been wild because everything that's going on, all the stuff that's been closed down. So by me, it's been a little bit more lenient. I've been able to get onto the football fields and I throw every day, a long toss. Um, throw bullpens at least twice a week. Uh, before I was able to sneak on some baseball fields and throw live to some hitters. Um, I probably go on about like max of five innings, anything like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I go over to my, uh, my neighbor's house and I work down his home gym. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been, a uh, interesting. It's definitely not, um, easy, you know, cause every time I try and go somewhere, I might get kicked off or something like that. It's, 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 it's been tough. Okay. I mean, I, I, I obviously think every, every college guy is probably struggling somewhat. And, you know, I think about the high schoolers and how, they're trying to go through recruiting during all this. I couldn't even imagine doing that, let alone trying to get drafted during all this. Yeah, no, I mean, and especially for those high school kids. And it's like, now it's all relying on video and right. you know what I mean, and like in these, these PBR events or stuff like that, like these showcases, you know, they, and they got all these like write-ups and stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely, it's hard if, if you don't have access to that right now, because you can't go out on a field and, and showcase yourself now. So those for those right. kids that really want to play college baseball, like I feel for them because it's it's tough now. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's watch the uh, the quick ten seconds of you know your name being called. Let's watch it real quick. One hundred forty fourth pick of the two thousand twenty MLB draft, the San Francisco Giants select right-handed pitcher Ryan Murphy from Lemoyne College. All right, you describe that moment for me. What went through your mind? What was the what was the call like? Describe that for me. Yeah, so that that moment was kind of that was kind of a crazy moment. Um, earlier, you know, during the draft, uh, I, I kind of had a feeling that with the Giants, it was a great opportunity for me to get into that fifth round pick. Um, and so I got a a call in like the fourth round from uh, my advisor, you know, saying like, "Hey, like." Giants are thinking about uh, taking you here uh, with this one or some money, blah, blah, blah. What do you think? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, fire away. So he's like, all right, I'll get back to you. And he's like, it's all in upper management's hands now. So, you know, I'm getting closer to that, that last fifth round pick for the Giants. And about four picks away from that, I get a text from my advisor. And it's all caps. It's yo, just in all caps. And I'm like, my heart starts beating out of my chest here. I'm like, what's going on? And then he texts me again, follows up, and he's like, how you feeling? And I was like, I mean, now I'm really nervous. I can tell you that. Like, I thought you had right. some good news on me there. And, like, what's going on? 
and no answer. Just didn't answer me. Uh, so I was just left sitting there like with my thoughts. And I was like, and I was watching the draft here and the, the giants are finally up. And like, I'm, my heart's racing. Cause I'm like, did I like, do I have a shot here? Like, is this going to happen? Gets to the giants and then cuts to commercial. So I'm sitting there with my family. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me right now. Like, this is, this is my, this is my shot. Right. And my pants, and now it might be like, I know I got to wait this time, blah, blah, blah. So you know, finally, like, we're watching the commercials. The graphics that were on showing all the players getting drafted, like, that goes off. I'm like, that's, that's weird. That hasn't happened all night. And so the commercial's still going. They come back, finally. And then, you know, steps up to the podium and, you know, says my name. And everyone just went in the room, just went nuts, you know. And, like, it was – I went numb. I was, like, just in shock. Like, I – it was like a thing where like I, I I wanted to expect it, but I tried to be realistic because you know it was a crazy time and all that stuff. So like I wasn't trying to get my hopes up, but like at the same time, like in the back of my mind, like I always thought that I that it could happen, and then it did, and I, I it was just an awesome experience. Awesome. Right. I mean, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot right here. Did you cry? Yeah. I did. I, 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 right. I, I enjoy. I'm with you. I, I would have been a mess. I'm not going to yeah, lie. I mean, it, was, it was, you know, it's like, it all kind of like hit me there. It was like, I just can't believe like that actually just happened. It would all, it's gone down. Like if my whole journey, you know, all the hard work I put in and then the coronavirus coming and like really kind of sort of messing things up a little bit. And then I just, I didn't know. I didn't really know what to expect or think, you know, I just try, like I said, try not to get my hopes up. And then, it, it just happened. And then I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Um, so, you know, we played together uh, for the last three years and our coach actually played in the majors. And um, two years ago we had Jojo, Jojo Gray get uh, drafted in the second round. So what, what was it like having our coach and Jojo as kind of mentors and friends? Yeah. I mean, coach Cass obviously was a huge, huge mentor. Uh, and, and Jojo too, like, you know, he would, I would always talk to him like during my starts and I'd ask him like questions and stuff like that. And he'd always give me some honest, real answers and it helped me out a lot. Uh, Cass was always there, um, you know, in the bullpens and I'd ask him a question, you know, he was just always there. He helped me a lot with the mental aspect of pitching, um, how to set hitters up, knowing when to throw certain pitches, where to throw certain pitches, all that, all that stuff. Even like outside of that too, with like holding runners on. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's been a really big help in my like development as a pitcher. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm just very grateful to be in the presence of two of those guys. One that's going to be in the major leagues and one that well already was, right. it's just kind of like, right. no, it's awesome. I mean, I think just from watching you, I think that, like you said, you took that, you know, how to hold runners on from cast. I think you're probably one of the best I've ever seen at such like a young age with holding runners on. And then I think what I saw you maybe take from Jojo is just how to compete. I think you're both very good competitors. You know, you, you rarely show your emotions, you know, you're very good at staying calm, staying poised. So I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think you definitely took that from Jojo. No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, cause I know Jojo is one of the most competitive people ever. Like I, yeah. I still play with him and, and the show and it, you know, he's always the type of guy that randomly in the middle of the night, you just hear like, screaming just getting the rage a little bit and like i know because i know how competitive he is he's you know and that's a great trait to have like especially as, right. a pitcher, as long as you have that mixed with with poise like you know your mentality is like a bulldog on the mound like you're just un, kind of unstoppable and he definitely got that for sure 
Right. Um, you know, I, we kind of were talking before that you were the first D2 draft pick this year. Um, and a lot of people don't know that there's such good talent in Division Two baseball. And clearly there's draft picks that come out of it. So what would you say is the biggest misconception about D2 baseball? Yeah, and I was actually talking about this before um, with people that I saw yesterday about D2 baseball in general. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's interesting how when you're in, when you're in high school – and you see all these kids, whether or not they even play your sport, you see them going D1, like, oh, this kid's going to play basketball at, like, Merrick's or something like that, or, you know, you some, some along those lines. And you, like, you think to yourself, it's like, I also, I want to be a D1 baseball player. Like, I want to play Division One sports. And a lot of kids, like, really, they really, like, buy into that. Like, they think that's the only way, and it's not. And I, I've seen it happen before in the past. If you look at J.D. Martinez, he's a guy that was a D2 guy, and, yeah, uh, and, and you got JoJo obviously too. Right, uh, those are like D, D two guys that that make it. And and one of the things that even that that drew me to Lemoyne was when Coach Cassidy told me it was like if if you're good enough, they'll find you. And at the time, I was deb- I was debating if I should take Lemoyne offer or a Division one uh, roster spot with no scholarship money. I didn't have real scholarship D one offers. I had a high school. Like I had one opportunity and it was just a roster spot. And I thought to myself, I sat down with my family and I was like, do I take this D one spot here and, and maybe play, maybe not, you know, I could earn it. Like I feel like I could earn it or I can go to D two at Lemoyne, know that I'm wanted there, uh, getting the opportunity to play immediately and, and being able to showcase my ability. And, and, and with the scholarship money too, obviously I, I, I chose Lemoyne also with, you know, Scott Cassie being there too. So yep. yeah. And I just, and I was, and I've been there and I've seen a lot of D2 hitters, like they're good hitters. Like it's yep. just, and, and sometimes they just get lost in the fray. You know what I mean? There's so much talent out there and they can get lost to being in a small school, a D2 school. And, but there are no joke hitters in, in D2 baseball. And, I've seen them in, in summer ball too, and I and I can compare them. And I wouldn't say there's a huge, huge gap. I mean, D two is it's no joke. In college in general, it's no joke. You know, obviously you'll know you'll see some players that you know you're better than, but there's other players that are just there too. And like, there's not like that big of a gap in my opinion between right. the two. So you know, I think a lot of people kind of overlook D two guys because they're not at a power five school and whatnot. Blah blah blah. Um, but no, I, I, I truly think that a lot of D2 guys fly under the radar. Um, and actually one of uh, people that we played against me and you who went to New Haven, Matt Chamberlain, obviously he just signed with the Cardinals. Right. So, um, like I said, like it's, there's a lot of talent and you just, you just kind of got to find it and hopefully you get the right exposure. Yeah. And I think as, as baseball players, especially in high school, we're all locked in on this. It's D1 or nothing. Yeah. And it comes to the reality when, yeah, I mean, you were talking, you're a fringe D1 player, you know, with a roster spot, but clearly you can be a division two player and be successful. Right. You look at Jojo is a top 100 prospect and he's flirting with the major leagues right now. So, and I think he, he could have pitched that any power five school with, I mean, he had a 98 mile an hour fastball. So like you're saying, I think it's just where you go, the opportunity. And if you're good enough, people are going to find you. I think that's really what it comes down to. If you have the tools you know, it, it's apparent, like, you, you know, if you got it or not. So just trust yourself. I mean, I wouldn't say don't take 
the scholarships that the D1s give you. Like, if you want to go there, then go there. But I'm saying if you're a type of kid that was maybe overlooked and you're only getting D2 offers like myself, who really only got one actual college D1 offer, I mean, I wouldn't be that upset with it because, you again, you got to, like, invest in yourself and, and trust yourself and know that you have the potential, work hard, and let those abilities shine, and whatever happens after that happens. Right. For sure. I mean, that's, that's great right there, Murph. Um, I'm going to read off your stats here just a little bit so we can really get, get a taste of what your numbers were like. So you played um, kind of two, two years and then, well, like four starts, right? You had four starts this year, right? Yeah. Um, all right. So you had a 16-9 and nine record. You had an ERA of 3.40, 11 complete games, three shutouts, 203 and two-thirds innings, 44 walks, 215 strikeouts, batting average against was 267. And then you were uh, 2019 All Any 10 team, 2019 D2 Gold Glove winner for the whole country, um, 2018 Any 10 Rookie of the Year, 2018 Any 10 All Rookie team, you were 2019 Any CVL Pitcher of the Year. And then, like we said, you were the 144th draft pick this year. Um, so, my question is, what is giving you kind of this deception? What makes you so successful? And I can speak from experience facing you that, you know, you're the, probably the, you struck me out more than any pitcher probably ever has. Um, and I, I, I'll, I'll go after you, but I have my ideas on what makes you so deceptive, but go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it's definitely, I have a funky delivery. I think it's, it's kind of across the body type deal. I feel like I might hide the ball really well. Uh, I try and tunnel, every pitch that I throw, I try and make them look the most, like as most the same as possible. Um, you know, and I, I kind of, I don't know. It's just at the same, at the end of the day, like I, I, it's all natural for me. Like the way I throw, like I never really changed it that much since I was in high school. Um, right. but it's just kind of, so it's kind of just natural, but I, the one thing I try and do is make sure that I make, I try my best to make all my pitches look the same out of the hand and keep the mm-hmm. same arm speed and, and, and same arm angle and all that stuff and just let the ball play at the end of the day. I kind of almost, you know, but yeah, it's kind of how I view it. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I've faced you, you know, probably 20 or so times and probably about 18 strikeouts. Um, <laughs> what I've noticed though, is one, your ability to throw every pitch for a strike, your ability to throw pretty much every pitch where you want it, regardless of if it's a strike or not. And then as a left-handed hitter, you come inside to lefties better than anyone I've ever seen. And I'll give you a quick story. I remember just facing you in an inner squad and my goal, you struck me out, like I said, on pretty much all inside fastballs because you're, and I say to you after every time, I'm like, was that a two seam? And he's like, you're like, no, it's a four seam. I'm like, how does your four seam move that much? Which is really <laughs> annoying. But anyway, so I said to myself, I'm not going to strike out on the fastball. I'm not going to do it. So I'm laying off your off speed. I, I think I got to like two, two and you threw a fastball in and I pulled it down the first baseline foul. I'm like, Oh, there's no way he's throwing that again. You came right back to it and struck me out. Look, yeah. Uh, so I, I think that plays into it, but kind of just a question for myself: what, what kind, what gave you that confidence in that fastball to throw that pitch there? Because not a lot of people have that. No, yeah. So it actually, it all. Re- I really started to own throwing the fastball inside because I, I used to always be, you know, I mean, everyone is they're kind of scared to go inside because one, they don't want to hit them. Two, it's like if you baby that inside fastball, like it's it's gonna get it's gonna get crushed. Right. So. 
the the way I, I and I tried it, I practiced in the summer, and I think that's also why I was a little bit more successful too, especially left-handers. Um, it was to attack the attack them on the inside so they can't get their arms extended. Um, because a lot of times, and I would say that I had a trouble, I had trouble with lefties a lot, and I didn't really know how to attack them. I'd always kind of just end up balls leaking over the plate, you know, stuff like that. So I really just kind of, at one point, I just owned the fact that I was going to come inside with the fastball. And if I hit you, then I hit you and, and that's okay. But, you know, at the same time, like, even if you miss inside, it's moving their feet. It's backing them off the play a little bit. It's getting in their head a little bit, obviously, because it's an uncomfortable thing, you know, seeing a fastball come at you and then, you know, it, it, my ball has tail, so it, it comes back a little bit. So I kind of just, I, I really worked on making sure that I just threw the ball inside with conviction and, and not caring. Well, not saying I'm not caring if it hits you. Obviously, I'm trying to throw it for a strike, you know, or not, I'm obviously not trying to hit you, but yeah. not being afraid of doing that, not being afraid, not second-guessing myself. Literally, just if I want to put it there, like, I will put it there. That's kind of the mentality I had, and, and I, I started to realize a lot, too. And it also with um it's funny that you say like my four seam was running like a two seam obviously i stopped throwing two seams because like it my my two seam is a little different than my four seam because my four seam's got a little bit of like a ride and a little bit like yeah. that tail yeah. my two seams got more of like sink and tail um and so when i was throwing them to lefties uh they would sink and and tail over the plate and right into their bat path and they would have no problem hitting it so when i would get the four seam to get that ride in the inside it would kind of lock them up. It would jam them more because it, it's a little bit more deceptive that way. So, and then, and I also got a lot of kids that would kind of just, you know, take it too. Cause it's like, yep. you know, it's an uncomfortable pitch. So. Yeah. I mean, speaking as a hitter, it sucks facing you. And, you know, <laughs> I, obviously I saw all 215 of those strikeouts. Um, this is, I think is a big question. And I think you can help a lot of younger players here. Um, how has the weight room added velocity for you? And what advice would you give, you know, the high schooler that, you know, is thinking, oh, everyone kind of used to say weightlifting's bad, but now is it good? Well, you know, what advice would you get? Yeah. So for me, like I came in to LeMoyne at like 170, 175 pounds. Yeah. I was skinny. I was 6'1", 170, 175 pounds. Um, and I never really weightlifted. I, I was always, you know, nervous you know subconscious because i knew that i didn't put up as much weight like as a guy like like sam burns and joe vale like they right. came in those are big kids coming in and like it was like it was like kind of intimidating and then you had the other guys like camille spinoso jt Pittman, like those dudes put up weight like easily right. and so like it was kind of like hard at first but at some point you kind of you just gotta really like you gotta buy in like it's a process um the main thing for me that i felt helped me out a lot was was actually eating more um, because when I came in, like I said, I was, I was really skinny. It's harder to put up weight when you, when you weigh less. So like the more weight you put on, the more mass you put on, I feel like it definitely helps in the weight room, um, to build more muscle, obviously to be a bigger person because baseball is a different type of sport. You know, you're not try- like, I mean, maybe as a, as a pitcher, it's a little different, obviously. Um, I'm not trying to get absolutely ripped and jacked and stuff like that. Like I'm there like doing certain exercises for, for baseball activity, for pitching activity. Um, but I would say that one of the bigger things was just grinding it out, like not caring about what weight you're on or all that stuff. It's, it was about form. It was about eating a lot and, and, and trying to get myself better. Cause you know, you have to start somewhere. 
You can't, you know what I mean? They get to start sometime, somewhere. So for me, and I, like I said, I was very self-conscious, but I, I know I kind of had to just, I had to grind through it. Like I had to make an effort. And, mm. and then after a while, like it kind of just becomes contagious. Like you want to get back in there and you want to get better. And like the feeling of that is very fulfilling. It's success and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, and, and I feel like eating just as much as I can, the right food too. And yeah, so I would, I would say those are definitely some, that would be advice that I would give to younger guys. And I think the kind of, you kind of hit on it, the atmosphere we had as freshmen, you know, we were all coming in as skinny freshmen. And I think the atmosphere that Coach Cass was able to create, especially in the weight room was huge. And yeah, we were an all, we were a regional team, but I think the success has shown over time. For sure. Yeah, and it's completely normal, like for any freshman to walk in and be like intimidated because you're, these guys have been here for four years doing that stuff. Like they've been doing that all this time. So it, it, like, like I said, it's a process and you just got to kind of like really buy into it and you got to get here. Like you got to start early. You got to hit the ground running kind of, you can't wait because yep. then everyone's going to get better than you. And the next thing you know, it's, it's kind of almost too late. Like you got to get in there. You got to hit the ground running. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's jump into the rapid fire here. We got the power arm player profile. All right, here we go. First one. What's your walkout song? Uh, was going to be California love by Tupac. I like that. That's a good one. I actually like that. As Number not a rap, rap guy, I like that. Junior does my junior high school walkout, and I love that one. I was going to go back to that one this year. I like that. Um, what's your pregame routine? Making sure I'm wearing my uh, my special shades before the game. That's definitely a big yeah. So that's going to answer the question for anyone that's wondering why you have sunglasses on. Uh, yeah. As we know, your shades are always on. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> besides that what kind of superstitions do you have my i had this one superstition that and i would say that my superstition it always kind of changes like like in the summer i would eat this certain this certain sub that i would get from this deli uh every single time before i started i would get the same sub and after a while it started to taste disgusting but i powered through it because (laughs) i had to uh this year it was drinking a raspberry iced tea before every start um i would literally drink it in the bullpen right before i started yeah, it, it was like my thing for the four starts that I had. But yeah. Um, what's your go-to snack? Uh, peanut butter and whole wheat crackers. Can't get enough of that. That's a healthy one. That's not bad. Um, what's your favorite pitch? My favorite pitch is my slider. I love that one. I, I, I worked on it. I've been working on it ever since I was probably like a junior in high school. That's when I really started pitching. And yeah, that, that's definitely like, it's, thing, it's one of the pitches I'm like actually really proud of. And, and I, I love it. Right. Um, what's the best part about college baseball? Definitely the friends that I made along the way. Um, like you yourself and, and all my housemates and everyone on the team, I consider them family. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's really great. It, that was one of the best times absolutely in my life. Yeah. I mean, I think that all the six guys that we've had on here have all said that. So I think that's really apparent that that's a big part of college baseball. Yeah. It's, it's a family. Right. Um, what's your favorite memory from college baseball? Uh, probably the no hitter I threw my freshman year and yep. you know, seeing all, all the kids run out of the, the dugout and everyone around the field just coming towards me. It, that was, that was awesome. That was, that was truly awesome. I mean, it was, it was like 10 degrees and oh, sure. against the nationally ranked team and yep. you're a freshman yep. and you go out there and shut them down. And it, that was, that was one of the cooler moments that yeah. I've been a part of. Yeah. Let's not forget when the bunted for a base hit and it went right under, right under my legs and oh no, yeah everyone was nervous it was like is that gonna be a hit like all the stuff and I was yep. like, 
And I was nervous too. I was like, please, that is a hit because I just completely whiffed on that one. And then next thing you know, I end up winning a gold glove, which is kind of funny, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of asked Jeff about this too. Where does the um, the Pittman double in the regional game rank for you? That was no, yeah. I, I actually, when I listened to that too, right. that part, and that that was cool. That was awesome. That, that's definitely up there. That was that was special. And I felt, you know, it, was, it sucked the way it had it happened for him. We kind of blew out his hamstring and all that stuff, and. And he came in and got that pinch hit and just hit that absolute laser beam. And that was, that was cool. That was awesome. I, I think that also kind of hits on just like the camaraderie you build with people. Yeah. Like JT at the time was however many years older than me. And watching that, it was literally like we were family. And it right. was, yeah. I, I like it. I, that, I'll, that's up there for me, for sure. Well, yeah. And especially like, it's kind of weird because like as pitcher hitter, you know, you know, your pitchers hang with pitchers, right. hang with pitchers right. but like, it's still like at the end of the day, like it's all family. And that, that was, that was definitely a really cool moment. Like I was, I was stoked for it. Right. Like, that was yeah. awesome. Um, what MLB player do you resemble the most? So what's your player comp? What do you got? I, I mean, I don't even know. Um, I, I like to think of myself as a, more of a, a control guy. So if it would be maybe somebody like, uh, Zach Davies or something like that. Like, uh, I don't even know. Uh, All right. Yeah. Guy, I'm a guy with like, you know, movement and, and, and location, you know what I mean? So I, I focus more on that. So I would say somebody, maybe like Zach Davies. Uh, that's not what I was expecting. Uh, what I was kind of thinking was, and granted, it's obviously not on the same scale, but you remind me a lot of Justin Verlander. Really? I think you both, like we were talking about, you have that hop on your fastball that seems to rise. You have really good secondary and you hold velo for you're able to hold velo for yeah. longer. Obviously, he's throwing harder, but I remember yeah. that regional game that you pitched in our freshman year. You were still ninety plus in the last inning that you pitched. And I think yeah. that's something that that's kind of stood out. So I like that one. Zach Davies is a good one too, though. Yeah. Um, why'd you choose Lemoyne? We kind of talked about it, but go ahead. Yeah, exactly. The same type of deal. It's just I chose Moyne for the opportunity to play and to showcase my abilities, you know, and just, like I said, kind of go out there and do whatever I, I could in my power to, you know, get myself seen. Because obviously my dream uh, as a high schooler was to play professional baseball. And it's, it's a lot of kids' dreams, obviously. So I kind of, I just really held on to that. I never really lost sight of it. I really just, you know, grinded. And I, I, I trusted my abilities to have it so that people would find me if I was good enough. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. So you got drafted, right? Um, you know, you checked that off the list. So what's next for you? What are your future plans? I know it's, it's up in the air. We were talking about it, but what, what do you expect to happen? Kind of? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm kind of just living it day by day. Um, you know, nobody really knows what's going on with my league baseball. It's all kind of like in limbo. That's kind of where I'm at right now. It's just in like limbo. Um, I'm still waiting to hear and I'm just making sure that every day I'm preparing myself so that I'll be ready for that phone call when I'm needed to go somewhere and, uh, and, and start playing and I'll, I'll make sure that I'll be ready. So right now I'm kind of just taking it day by day. Right. Um, all right. Last question here for you. So like I said, you've been drafted, check that off the list. What has driven you to become a better player and what continues to drive you? I'd say just like my, my passion for the game. Like I, I love baseball. I've loved that ever since I was a kid. Uh, all, all I ever wanted to do was be a professional baseball player. Um, now I have that chance. Um, obviously, I'm not, I'm not done yet. Like I still have more to do. Um, so it's just kind of like 
that another goal. Like just, I just keep setting goals for myself and, and trying to and reach them each and every time and set a new goal after I reach that goal. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely interesting right now. And yeah, man. All right. Well, this was Ryan Murphy, former Lemoyne college pitcher and newest member of the San Francisco giants. Murph, thanks for being on the show. This was awesome. Mike, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, man.